episode mentions PTSD and suicidal ideation. These are our personal stories and we are not mental health professionals. This is not a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be relied on as health or personal advice. Thank you for joining us at Anne Life Happen. Today, Kendra is going to share about finding yourself by thinking outside of the box. Kendra, tell us your story. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on today. I'm really excited to have the chance to share a story that has a lot of zigs and zags and probably more zags than anything else and um, just kind of a different ending. So thank you guys so much. Um, It's kind of hard to know where to start with this because it feels like I can't really pinpoint where things really started to feel Mm -hmm. so hard that I needed to make a huge change. even looking back on it now, you know, I look back at the bright eyed college student who's chasing her passion, passionate, you know, so enthusiastic. Mm-hmm. There was nothing I wanted more than to help kids as a school counselor. And I dreamt about those days where I would have my dream job. I'd be working with kids and it was so, it was all I wanted. Um, mm-hmm. And then the reality hit just a little bit different mm-hmm. <laughs> and um Yeah. And it got to a point where it was just not sustainable. Um, I knew it would always be a challenge. There's no two ways about it. Working in education in any position is extremely hard. It's so strenuous there. It's, you know, not for the faint of heart. Um, And then in mental health in a school that's, you know, adds an additional layer. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do think, you know, COVID changed how schools were set up and the student mm-hmm. needs so drastically. Um, and then not being able to change, I guess, my role in a way that could meet those needs mm-hmm. was just something that I couldn't stomach. Um, you know, at the end of the day, when I would just spend my entire evening worrying about my students, not being able to fall asleep, just seeing their cute little faces and just um, feeling so defeated so many days because I knew there was more I wanted to do. I knew there was more I could be doing, but I couldn't reach them all. You know, my caseload Mm -hmm. was so intense. I had around 800 students um, Mm -hmm. and it just, um, it was just hard. And then there, you know, and it was a perfect storm in a way too, because my youngest daughter she was born on March 7th, which was about a week before um, we had a shutdown, mm-hmm. um, you know, where everyone's life just was turned upside down and then put in a jar and, you know, shook around. <laughs> and so she's a newborn. I have a, she was three, a three-year-old at the time as well. And during that time, I also worked from home because we didn't really know what it would be like. And um, I thought, okay, like I'll save my maternity leave. That way I can mm. not stress about, you know, my sick days in the fall, this and that. Yeah. Um, but that period of time was um, something I'm still trying to process and still trying to recover from. It was so hard trying to manage all that. I can still like picture slaving away on the um laptop with my little baby in her like, you know, little basket in the corner. So that was hard. And that didn't, you know, set me up mentally, I think, for success or balance for the year to come. And neither did all of our beliefs and expectations that that following year would be back to, you know, quote, normal, Mm -hmm. that classic Mm -hmm. phrase, we all wanted it so bad, you know, we wanted it to just be the way it was. Um, And 
uh, you know, every anyone knows that that just wasn't how that played out. It was, was so hard in a lot of ways. It was like, you know, even harder. It was just, it was brutal. Um, so, you know, I did my best. <laughs> I, you know, I tried and I tried and I think the burnout crept on like slowly at first. It was just like a little, you know, a slow and steady burn. It was like a manageable fire. Like sometimes it would kind of taper off and it would just be hot coals, but then it would get roaring again. But, you know, for a while it was manageable, I guess. Wasn't ideal. You know, I was still Mm -hmm. a stressed out, you know, (laughs) not great mom, but it wasn't, it didn't seem like, you know, that it wouldn't be sustainable. It wasn't fun, but I thought it, you know, I thought there'd be some hope at the, or light at the end of that tunnel. Um, but then it, it just continued to get harder and harder. Um, and, and then it was just burning like a wildfire. I, um, and then, you know, and so my mental health, obviously that's all connected, just started to suffer so yeah. significantly. Um, and my thoughts were dark. I felt like life just didn't feel possible. Every single thing felt like, um, the stacks were, ju- you know, the odds were just so stacked against me. Like I couldn't, how could I be the mom I wanted to be? Um, while I was kind of trying to balance all this, it was like, I would drag myself out of the bed in the morning and cry on my way to work. Mm. Um, when I'd get home, I would just be trying to, you know, it's like, I was either at work or preparing to go to work. I was mm-hmm. trying just not to yell at my kids. Um, a lot of Saturdays, I just I couldn't even get out of bed. Um, so I was mm. just so disappointed disappointed in myself and I wasn't just disappointed in myself as like a, a counselor which was seemed like a, such an important part of my identity um but I was disappointed in myself as a human being and a mother and a friend and a daughter and a wife um so then that got hard to handle too I was just so disappointed in myself um not realizing at the time that all of that that I was going through um you know, the demands that society puts on working moms and then (laughs) the circumstances in my job, those aren't things that can be won, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I felt like if I could have just worked harder or done better, been enough that I would have been able to, to win or be a good mom or a good friend. And I see now that that just, that wasn't possible. It had nothing to do with me. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, you know, I look back and some of those days I have a, I had a tent in my office, my counseling office, cause it's great for, you know, encouraging self-disclosure and everything. Then I found myself wandering in this tent mm-hmm. and just crying. And I was like, well, this can't be good. <laughs> um, and yeah, so, you know, and I got to the point too, you know, I lost almost all my friends. I tried to communicate just that I felt I wasn't able to be a good friend, um, but I'm not sure that that went over very well. Um, and things were really hard. And then things got worse when there was a situation that was unrelated to my career where um, it ended up triggering PTSD. Mm-hmm. And I look back and I think it's there's a slight chance I may have been able to cope with that had it happened at a point where I yeah. wasn't so mm-hmm. depressed mm-hmm. and anxious. But that just really, it knocked me, you know, off my feet and I was barely standing to begin with. 
Um, and it's hard to put into words, even what the days after that were like, I felt like a visitor and just a strange body, some strange mm -hmm. brain that I couldn't mm -hmm. understand. Um, I didn't really remember even like who I was. I didn't understand my role on this planet. Like I felt like this alien wandering around. Um, and I just struggled to get through every day. I wasn't eating and I was just going through motions and I just resented myself so much. Um, and yeah, that was horrible. And then I think, you know, got to the a point where I was like, this isn't working when I kept thinking of um, how my children would be better off without me. Mm -hmm. um, finally, I had a thought where I um, was like, I, I have to change the way this story is going because I, um, I don't like the possible outcomes that I'm seeing here. Mm -hmm. So I, there's a turning point though, and I don't know exactly um, you know, kind of where it started. I know we had, um, you know, we're big, we love the outdoors. We've always loved camping. And we knew that there were people out there that camped like full time. Like they just were always camping. Um, they lived in their campers, their kids, their homeschooling, and they just never had to come home. Um, and we knew, like, I kind of looked at these people though, like there are these strange unicorns. Like I knew they existed. I never really <laughs> saw one or met one, but like maybe they were out there. And so then I kind of got thinking, cause I was like, I know I, you know, doesn't feel like I can keep working right now. I don't think this is fair to um, not only myself, but like my students deserve better. Um, as confusing as it was to me to think of throwing away this job that I worked so hard for um, my dream job and, you know, my dream house in our community that we, you know, was like our goal community. My kids were going to go to my school with me. You know, mm -hmm. I had that whole picture laid out. Where yep. I was like, We're finally set. This is what we've mm -hmm. worked for. Um, but I, yeah. So like at first I, it was hard to even picture it, but then when I was, you know, when things were so low, I was like, I, you know, is this a possibility? So we started thinking way outside the box, way outside the house. Um, <laughs> and we, ended up, you know, we thought it, you know, we gave it uh, several months. My husband was definitely a little more on like the realistic side, I guess. Um, and, you know, he was first like, what? Um, how can this be? Like, I don't know. But um, we knew that our, you know, our family is important. My mental health is so important to like what we're, you know, what is anything if you're not in a place where your life feels worth living in at that time, mm -hmm. it just didn't. Um, so we, yeah, so realizing that I did have this choice in my recovery and my healing when I had felt trapped for so long um, made such a difference. And while it's a really <laughs> family of path, less traveled, I think I started to see some hope when I realized that even though this had been my dream for so long, um, it didn't have to be the end goal, I guess. I could enjoy those years where I was in that house and that community and that job for what they were at that time and travel to a different dream. And that's okay mm -hmm. too. Um, and it kind of took a lot of, <laughs> you know, a lot of thinking to get to that point where I thought this isn't giving up. This is just changing what I'm working towards because what I've worked towards and prayed for and hoped for um, it's not playing out in the way that I thought it would. Um, so we sold it all. <laughs> we sold all our 
things and we sold our house. Um, and that was hard. I mean, that wasn't yeah. easy by any means. That was rough. I have like, uh, I heard like the day of our house sale, like I can almost not even remember it. Like I didn't even mm. make memories that day. I was mm. sobbing in my, you know, beautiful walk-in closet for half the day as I was like, I can't believe this is actually what's happening. Um, but I kind of knew like it, something had to happen. Um, so we, um, you know, just like real in realizing that it was just, yeah, it was everything. And now we've been on the road about a month. And even though we are, you know, we're in like around 300 square feet here. Um, if mm-hmm. it, it feels great, I feel like I have the time where I can heal. I don't know how yeah. long this will last. I have no expectations. Um, will I be able to um, go back to counseling again? You know, maybe someday. I'm not saying it's off the table, but I know that right now the most important thing is for me to get to a place where I feel like I could handle that stress again. And at that point, I just couldn't. Um, and I'm super fueled by the idea too of realizing that my original um, understanding of helping kids was to be a school, you know, be a school counselor. I thought that is where I can make such an impact. Um, and now I'm kind of seeing it another way where I'm like, I can still help kids and I can help kids, you know, through their counselors. I can do, mm-hmm. um, have some different, you know, ideas that I'm working on where I can perhaps even help more children if I'm able to help, you know, in some way support counselors so that, um, this doesn't happen to as many of us out there because I totally understand how brutal and hard it is. And looking back on it, I'm like, there are some changes I would have made to slow down that fire or possibly extinguish Mm -hmm. it in those early days. Um, If I had known what I know now, you know, I do think it, you know, some changes could have been done, but one of the things um, I heard you talk a lot about, Kendra, is is the your identity. Um, Jessica and I have talked a lot yeah. about it, and and I don't know if it's it's a thing we do in the United States or if it's our world, but like forging your identity, almost mm-hmm. like like, and I mean forging, like we believe it is a part of us. Our jobs <laughs> are a part of us, and then when they don't work the way we thought or hoped or whatever like it's breaking like because we made it part of our whole being for sure yeah Yeah. and I think and I'm like thinking back to when I was you know especially as a young counselor how much value I put in what other people thought Mm. of me that I worked with was such bullshit because those people you know they don't even have the same job they don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing and trust me everyone has opinions and they but they've never you know yeah you know so yeah I totally agree and it took me a long long time to realize and to just accept the fact that I'm so much more than mm-hmm. a job yes. that I had. And my career isn't me either. That's, Mm-mm. you know, that mm. is, it's a job. Mm-hmm. Um, we can help through our jobs. We can make a difference through our jobs. Absolutely. But it's not the person that we are. Mm-hmm. Well, the other thing that I wrote down, um, because I think it's so powerful, you know, when you're like, what's anything if your life isn't worth living and you started talking about how you started changing 
basically how you saw the end and, and really that, that letting go of control, like I, <laughs> I'm going to have this by this date and this, da, 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 mm-hmm. and just having a more fluid sense of that and how much that has changed, at least what I heard with you, like your mental health and your perspective and like all of those outcomes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like I still like, I don't know if there's an actual feeling to describe how I used to feel when I'd wake up in the morning and my eyes would open and I'd remember like, oh, right. Like, this is my life. This is what I'm doing next. It was like dread. You know, it Mm -hmm. was like, I felt like I was under a thousand bricks every day. I just want to go back to sleep and, you know, forget that that was the day I had lined up for me. And that's, you know, that's a horror, you know, that's a horrible feeling to have. Mm -hmm. Um, and now I, you know, I wake up and it's completely different. Not saying there aren't challenges and that obviously there aren't still a lot of things that I'm working on for my own mental health and all that comes mm-hmm. along with that. But like, I feel like there's, you know, hope and I'm able to be optimistic and I'm able to find so much joy just in like the every day where before that was totally missing. Yeah. Well, and I heard it even when you're like, you know, I don't know how long we'll be on the road, right. Or how long we'll be doing this, mm-hmm. but it's okay. It's okay. However long that is, it's okay. If we decide to do something else, like, yeah, um, exactly. yeah, yeah, just being okay. Almost with the uncertainty. Yes. Yeah. And someone who I've struggled for a long, you know, my whole life with different kind of control things and wanting to have control and not enjoying unexpected things. No, mm-hmm. I really, you know, had enjoyed routines. I didn't do well with things that were, you know, that I didn't feel like I had a hold of. Um, so to be now in a situation where I'm just like, well, I don't know, I'm just bopping around. I have it planned out a couple more weeks and then we'll see um, is different, but it's freeing. Mm-hmm. Um, talking to a friend and, you know, I was kind of explaining how we were doing and how I'm not sure, you know, what we're going to do in January, February, exactly. And that type of thing. And, um, but what our different options were. And she was like, okay, like, <laughs> how are you feeling about that though? And I was like, no, no, it's good. Cause I think she was thinking it was going to be kind of like old Kendra, if you will, who'd be freaking mm. that yeah. fuck out about it. <laughs> but instead I'm just like, no, like I feel good about it. I feel alive. Um, and I feel like I can, yeah, like handle things that come my way where yeah. before it felt like any change to the plan was going to derail the whole train. And now I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't know, just yeah. go on a different train if I need to. This is all good. Yeah. I made notes um, of the exact same things that Samantha mentioned um, because we, we do talk about with my own burnout. It was, who am I now? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have to redefine our purpose and, and find who we are without that job title. Yes. Um, well, and I, I love that you said that. Cause then I asked my, my co-counselor, who's one of my best friends who was a huge, you know, like it's like thinking about leaving her was one of the hardest yeah. things. And I'm still guilt, you know, the guilt over that is still something I'm trying to work through. But anyway, I was, you know, I asked her one day and I was like, Hey, like, am I still a school counselor? Like, I know I don't, I'm not employed as a school counselor, but like, can I still call myself a school counselor? Like, am I a counselor? And I didn't really figure that one out. And I don't want to be deceptive. (laughs) I don't want to like, you know, (laughs) deceive people too, when I'm like, oh, like I'm a school counselor because I'm like, is that even accurate? I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, it was a hard one to, I like, I felt like I couldn't, I couldn't let go of it. 
in a way. Right. Yeah. Well, we drill that in. I mean, just listen <laughs> yeah. to your start of your story. I was a bright eyed college student. Like I knew what I wanted to do. Right. Like we drill that into our kids. Like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Like, it, like they yeah. should have it all figured out. And yeah. Then, yeah. And then you go to college and you're supposed to have it all figured out. And gosh, do we, any of us have it all figured out? Like, <laughs> for sure, for sure. And we put mm-hmm. so much value on it. Mm-hmm. And then when there's a change mm-hmm. um, and we're so wrapped in our job titles or our degrees or, you know, whatever, whatever that or is, and then there's a change and there's a loss. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. Um, definitely a mourning period where you have to figure out. I mean, I, I left and. I cried. I don't know who I am anymore. I don't. And this happened when I left elementary school and I left for different reasons, but when I, cause it was uh, well before COVID, but I, I, there was a loss of self and then formed a whole new identity. And I'll tell you, Kendra, I promised myself I would not wrap myself up in my job title and my identity. And I did it again, not as badly, yeah. <laughs> but I did it again. Um, you know, I loved what I was doing and it was, it, it, it was something I thought I would do forever. And then I wasn't. Yeah. I think I, I'm trying to transition into being help a helper because that's something I feel like I can maintain for my whole life in yeah. various mm-hmm. ways. So I can ebb and flow, but I can always be a helper. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm mm-hmm. trying to allow myself to just accept that in whatever form it might take. Yeah. Um, but it is hard. Like in August, I thought I'd be feel relief when right, um, right. the kids were coming back to school. I thought I'd see that date. I considered showing up at the school. Like that's how <laughs> hard it was. I was like, is there a way I can make it normal if I just show up? And then I was like, no, no, there's no, there's no way. There's no way. Um, but I wanted desperately to see those students. I wanted yeah. to hug them so bad. I wanted to, I wanted confirmation that they were in good hands, that everything was going to be okay. Um, It was hard and it took, um, it's, you know, I'm feeling okay now that we've kind of gotten in the flow of things, but it wasn't a relief like I thought it might be. I almost, I I kept checking my email for a couple months after I resigned. I mean, I couldn't stop. And Mm -hmm. I was like, what am I doing? I don't work here. I cannot keep creeping on this. I couldn't stop. (laughs) Well, and it's also they, our mean, muscle memory. Out, so. Yeah, I mean, That's we true. do it all day long at work. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, when I when I was on leave, at first I was getting work emails and had to answer them. I mean, I was on a mental health leave, <laughs> and I was having to approve time cards and time off requests because they hadn't transitioned it over. But even then, even when I wasn't in the system anymore, I would take I would check my personal email with the same frequency because it was so ingrained pick up your phone check your emails pick Mm -hmm, up your phone check mm -hmm, your emails mm -hmm. and that took a while Mm -hmm. to to go away a little bit and um something I wanted to ask you about though is um something you mentioned and I don't even know if there's a question here but maybe we could expand on it a little bit because I think it's so common um the mom guilt the friend guilt Mm. the white wife guilt um Let's talk guilt for a minute if y'all want to, because all the guilt, all the guilt. I should have my therapist here because she's always like, Kendra, you're going back to your baseline here. The guilt. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Yeah. I am all the time. It's like where I live. Yeah. Um, But it's true. And it's, um, 
it's yeah, it's that like, yeah, our roles that just, yeah. I mean, I don't know, we're not set up for success here and it's hard to balance all of it. And um, yeah, like really hard. And then we feel bad about it and we overthink everything mm-hmm. and we try and we feel for some reason that if it's not where we are hoping it is that it has to do with our lack of effort. And that is not the case. It has nothing to do with how good. And like, how do we even define like good in these situations too? Like mm-hmm. I'm also trying to wrap mm-hmm. my head around that because mm-hmm. I'm like, what is this arbitrary concept that we're deciding makes a good mom or a good friend mm-hmm. or whatever? There's no way to even define that. It's just mm-hmm. what we're kind of like going off of. And it's not fair um, to ourselves. And it's hard to know where this all comes from I love that there's so much conversation about that out there now and yeah. all of the that invisible workload of you know mothers and wives and everything that doesn't you know didn't always get a lot of attention that it deserved um and yeah and the friendships those are <laughs> that's you know it's really hard it's a lot harder to be a friend when you have children mm-hmm. yes it is like <laughs> it changes everything um yeah. And that was, that was super hard because I, um, you know, looking back, I know, I think I was interpreting a lot of things, um, a little differently than what my friends maybe meant, but I was so anxious and I was, uh, thinking everything was, um, almost like a, re- like a rejection kind of, oh, mm-hmm. they don't like me. They don't want to see me. They don't care mm-hmm. about me. Um, they don't love me anymore. So then I think I would almost respond in a way where I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll just like protect myself and I'll convince mm-hmm. myself that I don't want to be there. You know, maybe I, I can't be their friend. And I'll, I mean, and even the friends where I knew they were a hundred percent in my corner, despite, you know, when I'm at my absolute worst, you know, I knew that they would be cool with it. Um, I still didn't feel like I had the energy that they deserved. Um, yeah. And luckily we do have some of those super special friends that understand that and they'll still mm-hmm. love us, you know, mm-hmm. when we're at our worst or our best, but um, that's just not every friend. Um, and I, you know, I think that's okay too. I'm trying to continuously remind myself that I don't have all the information about what they're going through either. Right. Um, I have no idea what's happening on their end. in a lot of these times, even if I'm talking to them, because there's a lot of times when, you know, I'd be talking to a friend, how was your day? I'd be like, it was really good. <laughs> Let me tell you about this. It was excellent, but I might be texting while I'm sobbing, you know? So mm, yeah. we just kind of don't know a lot. And I think a lot of that got a little bit um, mixed up and, can be confusing how to proceed. Um, it's interesting because a huge part of my job was coaching the kids through their friendships. So I'd always mm-hmm. be like, okay, like how am I giving friendship advice to these kids when I'm like having no idea how to be a friend as an adult, but yeah, the irony. Yeah. Samantha and I talk about this with our account. You know, we are trying to help other people see that they are resilient. And sometimes I'll make a post that when I just, when I thought of it, I was feeling the feeling. And so I was like, Oh, this is going to be great. And then I'll post it and go, man, cause I don't feel that today. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, I don't feel resilient today. I feel like staying in bed today, but the resiliency piece is that I did get up out of bed, mm-hmm. you know, maybe later, maybe I just watched TV. I mean, I, I know when I first left and I don't know if you did this too, but when I first went on leave, I just sat on the couch and just, let myself feel the feelings or, or, or didn't, you know, it kind of came and went, um, where it was, um, 
there was healing in just sitting Mm -hmm. because I had been so busy for so long. Go, 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 go with all the hats. And, um, you know, you know, you mentioned you've been on the road for a month or been in this, I don't know if you guys are on the road or, or parked somewhere, (laughs) but you've been in this, this new (laughs) mode for about a month. Um, and it'll probably look different to you six months from now. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. yeah. the, the journey will change, even if you're in the same location, it, it'll just be different, but. Um, Absolutely. And so I love what you said about resiliency, you know, because when you had first um, reached out and I was like, oh, I think she sent a message to the wrong person. Because <laughs> there's no way I could be considered resilient. Um I almost, I, you know, and the part of me, like too, with my um, page where I'm working to, you know, support counselors in different mm-hmm. ways, um, I, I feel like a fraud to them sometimes because I'm like, mm-hmm. how, you know, like, what are they going to think when I'm like, oh, you know, I'm, I had to take a break. I had to resign. Um, and that was hard. And I, I kind of, I struggled with how to um, share it and when to share it mm-hmm. um, because I was like, I don't know, it feel you know society another one of those things that society tells us like quitters blah 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 this and that yep um so I appreciate it so much the way you kind of helped me to see like oh no there's different ways that we can be resilient and um so that meant a lot to me so I appreciate that but thank you I'm glad well and you I mean you you brought it up in your just in sharing even you know like I just kept thinking about when you're like I kept thinking my children would be better off without me. Yeah. And then something somehow, I mean, even in that from moment to moment kept some movement, right? Like maybe not always fat forward, but there was some movement. And then all of a sudden, like something's like, I need to change the story, mm-hmm. right? Like something yeah. big overcoming you. And there's this turning point, um, and so, you know, even in your lowest moment, you were still trying to figure out how to get through it all. Yeah. 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 yeah I'm glad that I had that, the clarity, you know, to mm-hmm. see mm-hmm. this, you know, there can be a change. I don't have to feel this way forever. This is a hard feeling right now, but I had to just keep telling myself it won't always be this way. Yeah. Um, and whether it, you know, I, you know, I could, <laughs> I was thinking I could expedite how long it'll feel this way by making, you know, taking a break from my job because I just, that was getting super hard. Um, so I just had to get creative about how we could make it that happen, I guess. Mm. Yeah. And how are you doing now? Um, I feel like I am myself again. Like I oh, remember I who I am. Um, I feel that I'm able to, to be present with my children and that I'm enjoying the moments with them. I'm not just going through the motions because a lot Mm -hmm. of times I felt when I was playing with them um, that I was, you know, pretending to play or doing something Mm -hmm. I felt I needed to do and not even enjoying them. Um, And now I feel that I enjoy them Mm -hmm. and the memories and the moments that we share are, you know, meaningful when before um, those were few and far between. Um, And my marriage, you know, my marriage is, doing great um because obviously that got hard it's not super fun to be married to someone who was feeling the way I was feeling um so that's going well too and um just that ability to regulate and I'm able to have so much more space between my reactions 
to mm-hmm. just everyday life stress stressors where before those were, you know, they were setting me off like bonds all over just because, you know, with the PTSD, it's so hard to be regulated. Mm-hmm. You know, I couldn't, it'd be the smallest thing. And I, I it's hard, you know, hard to describe, like I didn't, I wasn't myself and I wasn't even, I didn't have any control over it. Um, it's how it felt. Um, but now I'm able to have that space where something before that would, you know, just make my prefrontal cortex go, you know, take a little break. I'm able to, to handle. Um, so yeah, it's feeling good. And well, I went through our, our pre list and I, I feel like we touched on it everything, but I just want to make sure is there anything else you wanted to share with our listeners today? Something that's just so important is that we talked a lot about these different ideas, I think, or concepts that are coming from society. And mm-hmm. sometimes we can make a choice that perhaps isn't popular or even acceptable to society. Um, there's a lot of people out there who would and who have shared their feelings about what we've chosen and have decided um, for themselves that they don't approve of it and they don't feel that this was an acceptable choice. Um, but sometimes we can make those choices um, when we know that it's what we need, um, mm-hmm. even if they're not popular, because if we, if we don't have our mental health, you know, we don't really have anything. So mm-hmm. sometimes exactly. it's okay to mm-hmm. go against what other people are saying is okay. If it feels mm-hmm. okay to you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely wonderful advice. Wonderful advice. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Kendra. I really feel like your story is going to resonate with a lot of people more than you probably realize. Um, and it was an honor to have you as our guest today. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here and I just appreciate it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to And Life Happened. We hope you enjoyed this episode and will continue to listen and like our podcast. If you would like to support our podcast, you can do so by sharing this with others to build our community of resilience. To stay updated on the latest information, please follow us at and underscore life happened on Instagram. If you would like to share your life happened story of resilience, please complete the form in our Instagram bio. These are our personal stories, and we are not mental health professionals. This is not a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be relied on as health or personal advice. Thank you.